Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. And I'm singing, follow me, everything is alright. I'll be the one to tuck you in at night. And if you want to leave, I can guarantee you won't find nobody else like me. <laughs> Sometimes we let our guests pick the music. This is not what I expected these guys to pick, but a throwback tune, and they seem to both agree, so... You know, when guys are on the same page, we follow their requests. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, this Uncle Cracker brought to you by the selections of Jace Lewis and Marcus Wellnell, a couple Grizz linebackers who will join us here on the ESPN Roundtable momentarily. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. We heard from Riley Bergeson, Billings West senior, who's headed to the Naval Academy. Tyler Hobbs, the new Missoula Sentinel coach, gave you some paddle hits tickets, gave you some wings, gave you some history. All of that on the podcast presented by Sportsbet Montana and the Advocates. Do a little double dip. Got a little ads recorded and talked a little Grizz football earlier today. Well, happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome in to the ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable, our long-form interview each week here at ESPN Radio. It's presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. We do this during the 5 o'clock hour of Nuanas Now on Wednesdays. And then you can hear this interview again 
during the noon hour right here on ESPN Radio each Thursday as well. This is fun. This is sort of the new frontier here. We got Jace Lewis and Marcus Wellnell here in studio. Jace, a former now Grizz linebacker. Marcus, a current Grizz linebacker. And the way that college football has changed, it's so interesting because we got all these new options, all these new things. So these guys actually came in here to cut a little ads for us. So uh, shameless plug, Paradise Falls, the presenting sponsor of ESPN Roundtable, but also Dazzler's Car Wash here in Missoula. They're cutting some ads for Dazzler's. Uh, Marcus's family is involved with the car wash. So I figured if we had these guys in the studio, we might as well talk some ball. So thanks for being here, guys. Uh, Jace, we'll start with you. Uh, this is the only hard question I'm going to ask you. And it's not even a really hard one, but I've been I've been getting asked this by people from around town. Uh, tell people just about f- football for you because you wrapped up your senior year, you had a great senior year, and uh, then you just decided to be done. So sort of what went into the decision? I respect it a lot. I think it's yeah. great that you, uh, you know, kind of realized when something's finished. But tell people just kind of about the decision for Jace Lewis not playing football anymore. Yeah, I mean, I got that a lot too. Everybody was baffled that I didn't try to go to the next level, but I don't want to really... I mean, in a sense, waste my time. I just want sure. to get. I love the outdoors. And I just I missed that the last. I mean, five years, six years I've, I've been here, and I love football to death. But with my injuries and and coming off those and having to get a couple more surgeries since I've been done, I just thought hanging it up was the best best decision for my body and my health, and and just move on with my life. I think. Well, and it it, it is. You guys have. You guys are going to have navigated such a, a crazy time in football, too, because you guys are going to have played more football than anybody. Like a lot of my old buddies that played for the Grizz, that played for Coach Houck in the, in the mid-2000s, they all say, man, I can't imagine going to an extra fall camp or two, an extra spring ball. I mean, one of my buddies, Ty Palmer, was a receiver for the Grizz. He's like, I don't think I would do it. He's like, I don't. I wouldn't go to six spring balls with Coach Houck. <laughs> so, you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world. But also, I mean, there's life outside of football too, right? You like to hunt, fish, all that sort of So have you been getting some of that in since you since you retired? Oh, yeah. I think I put on a, over, over 100 miles hiking. Let's go. That's nice. This, this fall or winter, I guess, in spring. But So that's been fun. And, I mean, just being able to not, not have the stress of, I mean, school or, I mean, missing workouts or – just being tied down, I guess. I love football to death, and I'm thankful for everything that I experienced the last six years. I wouldn't want it any other way. But like you said, there's there's a life after football, and I'm I'm enjoying that life right now. Well, it is sort of t- uh, a part that maybe people don't see either. There's there's so much, um, you know, recognition and, and even fame that comes with playing from the Grizz. Running out the tunnels, such a cool thing. You know, Saturdays is what everybody in Missoula lives for. But football is your life, right? I mean, you guys yeah. had the schedule from 6 a.m. until, what, 7 p.m., whatever. It's a 13-hour day every single day. You're not getting a chance to go take a week to go skiing or anything like that, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a full-time job, especially when fall camp hits. You're, you're I mean, you're, oh, even fall camp to the end of the football season, you're football, football, football. And, I mean, I wouldn't want it any other way. It's, you, you learn to just, as a freshman, you kind of learn just to, I mean, accept it and get used to what's going on, so... Jace Lewis, Marcus Wellnell in studio with me. Marcus, let's talk about you because you are now entering your senior year. And uh, you and I were talking the other week, and uh, this has been such a cool opportunity for you, not only from a football perspective, but from an academic perspective too, right? You are closing in on or maybe even have already earned now your NBA, right? Yep. So uh, did you get your MBA this last week, or, or are you, you're closing in on it? That's, that's going to be this upcoming year. So technically I only have one more class to finish my MBA, and wow. then I'll get my MSBA 
and next spring. I only have one class to finish that next spring, so I'll do that all next semester. I mean, what a great opportunity for you guys. I mean, it, it'll probably really sink in 15 years from now how cool that is. You get to have multiple master's degrees from an elite business school like the University of Montana while you're a scholarship athlete. It's pretty cool. But just, just take us through uh, sort of how you're feeling right now because – it's uh, it's coming sooner than we think. You guys are going to be probably, uh, you know, media days is coming up the end of July, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's fall camp. Everybody's hitting the ground running, and the season's coming up. So uh, can you feel it? I mean, g- coming into your fifth-year senior year, does it feel like kind of the, the final season is approaching? Yeah, it does. I finally, it finally hit me, I think, yesterday when we started our summer workouts for the first time. It was like, you know, this is the last time I'm going to do this. My senior year could be my last year playing football ever. It's just it's a feeling I, I don't want to waste it. I want to go – work as hard as I can every day so I can go and remember my last season the way I want it to. It's been uh, cool, too, to watch you develop but also watch you play alongside a lot of these guys that are a couple years older than you. So what have you learned from these guys? Because you got a chance to play next to guys like Dante Olsen, who's a Buck Buchanan Award winner, Jace, who's All-American. So uh, you're kind of the next guy in line to be that senior leader for those linebackers. But what have you thought of just what you've learned from these guys? Just how hard they play and how much they care about it. That's really the coolest thing is both Dante and Jace, they they would die for this football team, and that's mm-hmm. what I plan to do too. They would, they would give their body and soul for this team. So just play as hard as I can and love the Grizzlies. Jace, just your career uh, as a whole, so many different iterations of it coming as a, were you a partial guy or were you a, a lock guy? You're a straight up lock guy. Yeah. So the, the next in a long line of great Grizz defensive guys that come from small towns and rise up. Yeah, I'm on the board of directors for the Montana Football Hall of Fame. I write a lot of the bios and the two bios I got assigned this year from the Grizz angle were Shan Schilliger. And Blaine McElmurray. And I was thinking, man, that's pretty crazy that both these guys are like from 800-person towns. And yeah. they both, you know, they both went on to the NFL. But it's we've seen this story over and over again. And you're kind of the latest guy from towns in Montana. So um, how did the journey come to fruition for you? I mean, I guess, first of all, at what point did you kind of realize you could compete at the Division One level? I wanted to give a lot of credit to Coach Nicholson, the strength coach. For sure. That was first here. I mean, he was a huge influence on me and just – like building mass on me because I, I came in I think I was like 210 mm-hmm. so, I mean I was undersized and not very strong coming to sure. college so I mean he, I credit him with a lot of a lot of success early on and get me ready and physically ready for I mean to play and then I had a, a decent spring ball that my first year here and then it just kind of went from there hold on one second I'm just going to make sure we're, we're rolling I, I think we are but I was running sure Tell a bitch. <laughs> I don't Well, and the fact is that this has been done before too, right? So, did, did, I mean, does that give you confidence when you're a young guy thinking, hey, you know, I am, I am kind of facing this great challenge, but there's been a lot of guys from the Class B ranks that have come to Montana and thrived. Yeah, yeah, and seeing all those guys that have, have come through and had success, I mean, it, it gives you a lot of uh, motivation to do the same. Just keeping your head down and working hard and just being quiet and, and waiting for your turn. So was was Bob Stitt the head coach when you were first getting recruited, or were you all Bobby? Uh, no, I was, I was Coach Stitt. Okay, yeah, because yeah. that's that's interesting. So the, from that Stitt recruiting class, it was you, Sammy Kim, Matt O'Donohue. Was there any? Was there anyone else? Beaver, Conlon Beaver, of course. Yeah, I, I count Danny because he came in. Danny Burton, yeah. right? So there's five. Yeah, five. Five, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and then Dylan Cook was a fifth-year senior last year, but he got, he didn't start with with yeah, the he State era. Years later, right? Totally. With how? So how about that element? That that's pretty cool. That that uh, I mean, what a great story that is. A guy that comes in, 
as a quarterback of all things <laughs> and uh, says, hey, I'll play wherever you want. And, and uh, you know, Bobby, uh, Coach Alk always made fun of him. He said, hey, I think you probably thought you were going to play some tight end or some defensive end. And is like, no, nope, you're playing right tackle, buddy. <laughs> but, I mean, what a great story of development to go from a guy that was a walk-on then now here he is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I know. I can't, I can't believe – I mean, it was it was cool to see him be able to put that weight on and, and succeed at, at O-line and, and the success he's had in, at Tampa now. Marcus Wellnell, Jace Lewis joining us here in studio. It's our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. And Marcus, give us sort of an outlook on the Grizz linebackers because you guys have some proven guys. Yourself, Braxton Hill coming back. Some of the guys that uh, made some waves on special teams. I uh, loved watching Tyler Flink on special teams. He's always banging around. At Levi Janicaro, I know he can play kind of that outside spot with O'Connell, but also maybe a little on the inside too. So what do you think of this linebacker group coming into this fall? You know, obviously Pat's pretty proven. We count him as a linebacker. Sure. He's, he's, he's no need to talk about Pat. He's got everything. But, you know, like you said, Flink, Braxton, and Levi, those are three guys that have really proven themselves on special teams, and they prove they can work hard in the weight room. They love the team. They love everything about it. And they're just – they're great guys. They're guys that you want in your foxhole with you. And so – I'm confident if any three of them go out there on the field with us that they'll do a great job. Well, one thing that has been a consistent element of, of Coach Alk's programs ever since I was in college and, and uh, covering Bobby the first time around, it seems like you really can sort of start to make waves in the weight room. Maybe not first, but that's a huge element of it. And so, I mean, you know, Janet Carroll's always posting his his lifting videos. He's pretty <laughs> he's pretty impressive in the weight room, but a lot of you guys are. But do, do you feel like when guys maybe are trying to break on the field, though, that, that's kind of an element that's been reestablished is that culture in the weight room? Absolutely. I mean, if you want to be a guy on the field, especially at linebacker, you got, you got to show yourself in the weight room. That's usually the first step. We're not... I can't really think of a guy that's succeeded at linebacker for us in the few years that I've been here that wasn't good in the weight room. Right. One of those guys. So, I mean, that definitely has been a thing. If you got, you got to show yourself early. And once you do that, then you're like, all right, show yourself on special teams. And once you can do those two things, then you get your chance on the field. Well, it seems like you've always uh, had, an, had an affinity for the weight room. So, I mean, is that a place you've been comfortable in? Do you think that's kind of helped you prove yourself early on, too? Absolutely. From a young age, my dad got me in the weight room and showed me what to do. So, I've always enjoyed the weight room and loved it, too, getting better there. So, I think that's really helped. It's fun for you, too, because you got a brother on the team, too. So uh, playing alongside your brother, what's that been like? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, just growing up playing together and being able to play at the Division One level together, is, it's a cool thing. I, something I, I mean, I'll cherish forever. And when he made this decision to come to Montana, I, was, I never influenced him any one way or the other, but I, I was very glad he made that decision. Uh, Jace, you have a good lens on, on uh, this Grizz defense, which was so good a year ago. A lot of key losses like yourself, uh, Joe Babros, Justin Belknap, guys like that, Gavin Robertson, but also a ton of guys coming back too. So first start with the linebackers, though, what do you think of the prospects of this group for these guys? No, I love all those guys. And I and Mike Matthews too coming Mike back. Mike Matthews, I know we just we did a podcast yeah. uh, last yeah. week and we we did Grizz by the numbers where we went through every guy on the roster and sort of talked about him and he's such an interesting guy, right? Cuz he's just been so solid. He's just kind of been buried behind a couple really really good players, right? Yeah, he had a he had a great spring ball too. Um, and I hope he'll he'll I think he'll influence the defense a lot and be a huge huge success this year and you'll see him break out and Obviously, Flink and Levi and all those guys and Pat. I mean, Pat's an animal and, and does what he does and Levi. But, no, no, the defense, I mean, we say that every year is, oh, how are we going to replace these guys? But Coach Bear and the rest of the defensive staff always does, and they just reload and, and keep the defense at the highest level they can. So it's, it's always fun to watch. 
and see see how well they succeed and they'll be they'll be solid defense again this year. Well, question for both of you guys. We'll start with you, Jace. Uh, so funny too because towards the end of Coach Houck's first tenure here at Montana. They were running next to nothing defensively because they had such good talent, right? I mean, they they would run pretty basic stuff, not a lot of blitzing, nothing like that, because they were just such a, a machine, just one eleventh. Everybody doing their jobs. I mean, setting the edge as well as any team I've ever seen, filling holes, taking on blocks, all that stuff. Now this defense, you guys are rolling all over the place. I mean, there's a gap blitzes all day long. You guys are like the the kings of the a gap blitzes in this scheme. So, um. How much has, has sort of the mastery of the scheme helped this defense improve? Because it seems like you guys were good at it early, but now became great at it this last couple of years. Yeah, I, th- I honestly credit that to the COVID year. Because all, oh, sure. all we did was dive into the playbook and watch film for a year straight and, and learn it inside and out. And also the D-line it never gets a lot of credit, but they're the reason why when we blitz and stuff, we get home free most of the time because they're eating up double teams for us. And Marcus, you yourself, you run so well. So how do you think this scheme sort of accentuates what you do well, but also how much do you think you guys just sort of uh, get it under your belts that has helped you play really fast? Yeah, I really like this defense and how it's just how we do it. But I just think being comfortable in the defense the first few years, you know, it's a lot to learn. For sure. It takes a lot to get in. But once we got comfortable with it, running it for a few springs and just – that's the biggest thing for me anyways, and I feel like a lot of people just being comfortable, not having to think when you play. It helps. And I got to go back and shout out my guy, Mike. Mike For sure, yeah. You named the three guys, so that's all I I had in my head. Totally. Mike's a great guy. He's my guy. He's going to be great for us this year. I'm excited for him. Well, Jace mentioned the defensive line. seems like the defensive line improvement in depth particularly uh, has been very uh, essential for you. But it also seems like the addition of talent and depth on the back end has helped a lot too. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, the first couple years when you guys were running this, it was just like – a lot of teams, when you blitz a lot, you're going to have a lot of feast, and then sometimes then you get exploited a little bit too. But last year, the corners were just locked down. So how much has that helped too? Not only the, some of the transfers you brought in, but also you know the development of some of the younger guys to become sort of those lockdown guys on the outside. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing about our defense too, is I really don't feel like there's a hole in it. From the front end to the totally. back end, there's, we're pretty solid. So that really helps. Everyone complements each other. You know, you, you can't the offense really can't exploit one area of the defense. So it helps all areas make succeed. Well, I always love talking about the big boys. I was an offensive and defensive lineman, so I always like giving it up to those guys. And uh, I got to tell you, as a guy that's always watched the interior defensive line, Alex Gutmer is one of my favorite guys, man. He's he's so big. He eats up so much space, but he's also like a freak athlete, right? I mean, he runs really, really well. So he makes life pretty easy on you guys in the middle. What do you, how much do you think he just accentuates your role on the course? Oh, I defense? love him. Just like you said, he's... He's so big, so strong, and so fast, and he's he's a funny guy if you get to meet, know him. But yeah, all his interceptions, but he's just <laughs> right. He, he's I mean he's a fantastic football player. I mean what he does for the defense that position's a pretty you don't really get a lot of stats in that position, you know. But just what he does for the defense, real real people who understand defense or just football in general know what, how important Alex Governor is to the Montana Grizzlies. And I mean Eli Alford also plays that position for us too. So both those guys. Their names don't always show up in the stat sheets and get talked about, but they're two very important pieces to our team. For sure, absolutely. Two of the best guys uh, in the conference on the interior defensive line, and I think that uh, coming in now, uh, Governor going to be a junior, Alfred going to be a senior. Those guys have a, an opportunity to really make waves, uh, not only on the conference level, but on the national level as well. Jace Lewis, Marcus Wilnell joining us here on ESPN Radio. It's our ESPN roundtable. Uh, Jace, obviously, there's, the, uh, there's just the... Uh, 
the fun of Saturdays, but what else are you going to miss about being a Grizz? The guys yeah. in the locker room. I mean, that's that's not my struggle with being done. I mean, for sure. You see those guys every day for six years, and then you go just to not. I mean, I still see some of them. And sure. Stuff, but it, it, it's but it's not every day. Yeah, it's right. a weird change, and I'll, I'll miss like the weight room and and, the, and Coach Bear and stuff like that. I mean, Coach Bear was a huge influence on me when I came or when he that he got here and. I love that guy and credit him with most most everything that that I did there. So, when uh, when he was first hired, what did you think? Because you're looking at the resume and you're like, I mean, my God, this guy's been coaching longer than half the coaching staff has even been alive. Let alone half the players. I mean, the guy goes all the way back to FBS gigs in the '80s and '90s and all the way through the 2000s. I mean, Notre Dame, Stanford, Arizona State, kind of pops off the page. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, we. You see his resume, you're like, holy crap! But, but then you get to know him, and he he's super hard on you. But if he if he sees something in you and he's hard on you, then that means he knows knows what your potential is and 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 what you can be at the end of of, of what his vision is. So it was kind of special to be coached by such a, I mean, with that resume and and what he's done everywhere. And he, I think he he needs to get more or just credit in general for how well he puts that defense together and the rest of the coaches, Coach Sachs and the DB coaches and stuff. I'm going to start begging this summer uh, to let Coach Bear do, do an interview because he's he's always been like, no, I'm not doing any interviews. It's not about me. It's about the guys. we got to get Coach Bear on the yeah. radio to at least tell yeah. some of the old school stories. Yeah, right? Got to love it. Well, uh, Marcus, tell us about spring ball because um, the, the spring game was interesting. Yeah, you know, a fun night in Hamilton to be sure. They were just you know trying to get everybody out there, for, get the fans to see some of the guys, get some autographs. But it wasn't a ton of reps for a lot of the, the you know the top level guys, and it seemed like the scheme stuff was pretty simple. But that was the culmination of, of a long uh, period of work for you guys. So, what did you think you got out of spring ball? Where do you think you guys uh, made improvements that maybe you needed to? You know, I think the team as a whole got a whole lot better. A lot of young guys got a lot of reps, which is what we needed because a lot of the young guys are going to have to play for us this year and may have a big role. So. That was the biggest thing. I mean, O-line and D-line, those are probably the two most important positions on the team, and I think those two positions got a lot better over spring. Is there any uh, young guys that you particularly thought uh, made waves in the spring? <sighs> you know, it's tough to put me on the spot like that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't call him a young guy, but, you know, Lucas coming in, I haven't seen him before, but he impressed me in the spring. Sure. Lucas Johnson. Yep. New quarterback, San Diego State transfer. And then, I mean, just a lot of the new D-line, or just younger D-linemen, younger O-linemen, just like I said, I can't, I don't want to give out their names. Sure. A lot sure. of them, a lot of them really impressed me with how well, I didn't, didn't know if they could do it, but they all showed that they could do it. Yeah. The other guy that I, I've been curious about, because he was highly recruited as a quarterback, but now he seems like he's really making his way defensively is Carson Rostad. How do you think he's developed and, and done so far? Absolutely. I mean, he did really well in special teams last year for yeah. us and I think he will do really well this year again and, you know coach bears hard, hard on him but like Jay said that's he's hard on you that's usually a good thing so you know I think he'll just keep improving he's really athletic and he's really smart so yeah. I think that combination he works hard in the weight room so I think he's got everything going for him he just keeps going yeah I mean he looks the part for sure yeah that's what you want him to look like so if he can ever sort of make him the rubber meet the road uh, that'll certainly be a good thing. You mentioned Lucas Johnson. It's such an interesting deal now with modern-day college football because sometimes he can get this veteran guy who, you know, is a quarterback and a leader at a different school, but then he comes in, and, and so much of that position is about being a leader, but also sometimes it might be kind of awkward coming into a, a program that has a bunch of leaders as well, but it seems like he can't, he fit in pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you come in, that's tough. That's a tough thing to do. For sure. Somewhere new, but, so at first, I feel like it was a little awkward, like just different for him, but by now he, he's fit, he fits in great, and he's a good guy, good leader too. 
Jace Lewis, Marcus Weldell here on the ESPN Roundtable on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television, or maybe you're tuning in on the ESPN Montana app. Jace, uh, last season, some unbelievable moments, actually as many landmark moments in terms of games and wins that, that the Grizz have had in a long time. What were your favorites? Ooh, I'd say uh, the brawl of the wild game and then yep. that, that Eastern Washington game home. Obviously, the UW game was pretty pretty surreal, too. But For sure. Those two games at home, they were so loud. That's the loudest I ever heard the stadium. I mean, I, th- I think that that Eastern Washington yeah. game might have been the one that was the most off the hook that I can yeah. remember in probably, probably since my senior year of college back in 2009 when they had that epic comeback against South Dakota State. Because, I mean, that place was about to erupt. Yeah. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. The, the fans were out of their minds. Yeah. Night game in Washington Grizzly Stadium for the playoffs is, uh, seems like it almost should be illegal. Yeah, no, that north end zone, too. Oh, the whole stadium, but the north end zone, <laughs> when those two targeting calls didn't get called and interrupted, that, I mean... Uh, it's unreal how loud it is on the because we'll be trying to we'll be trying to check out of coverages and and stuff and you can't even you can't even yell I, uh, like we're this close together and we can't even hear <laughs> right. each other so it's it's crazy down there but those two games are definitely my favorite yeah super uh, awesome wins on, on the Bobcat note you as a, a guy that was a fifth year senior last year you must be very happy to beat the rival on your way out the door yeah yeah no I was bittersweet for sure I would have been I would have been really mad if that if that wasn't the case. It is a, it's a great rivalry, Marcus. I know that you guys don't want to talk too much about this, just in terms of you know any bulletin board material that might come out of it. But what do you think of just the rivalry in general? As a Helena, Montana native, uh, it must be something that you just love because I mean it is one of the great rivalries in, in all of college sports. I mean absolutely. I mean the, I think the whole state of Montana loves it, and that's what makes it so cool. Is that there's no pro teams here, so everyone's either a Bobcat or a Grizz, and the, you know it's one side or the other. Usually, T people aren't you know I'm one way or the, I don't really care. It's People have sides. So that's what makes it so cool is that the whole state comes together for something like this. And Montanans and, and people from Montana, they they appreciate tradition so much, although even the high school level, too. And, and Helena Capitals produced so many great players over the years. How much did that influence you growing up, though? Because, I mean, when you go to Capitol High, like the Hall of Fame, I mean, that guy played for the Grizz, that guy played for the Grizz, that guy played for the Cats, that guy played at UW. I mean, there's just dudes after dudes. So, uh, I mean, do you remember that kind of playing into your psyche growing up? Oh, absolutely. Between Capitol winning every all the state championships and Carroll College winning all the national championships growing up in for Helena, sure. I really didn't expect anything le- like I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. You know, you w- grow up watching. As a little kid, you go to those games. They never, lo- they never lost. For sure. Like when you were growing up, yeah. they never lost. Never. That, I mean, that was like the the Matt Dill- Miller Matt, days, Matt right? Miller. I yeah. mean, they won four in a row. Whatever it was, Carroll College won f- whatever five national championships in a row. Right. As a kid going to those games, those they never lost. So I just like I, I can't lose. You know, I can't totally. go to high school and lose games. These guys don't lose. So I knew from a young age I had to work hard, and like this, the tradition at Capitol High was, or just Helena at that time was, it was intense. So. It helped me out a lot. A lot of great athletes have come uh, from that neck of the woods. Jason Townsend's only well, half an hour from, from Helena, so yeah. were you aware of all that stuff growing up, especially the Carroll College part of it all? Yeah, because my linebacker coach in high school played at Carroll. Oh, he, cool. He won a couple there, and he's like, I think he's All-American like two or three times. So Sweet. I knew about that, and I mean, I always saw like Matt Miller in the paper and stuff, and all those guys win those championships, so it's always cool to see that. Being uh, from a small town, sometimes – Small towns are associated with one side of the rivalry or the other. 
within a small town gal go there and he'll flip it. But I'm assuming Townsville was probably already a Grizz town before you became a Grizz. Yeah, it was split though. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. it's pretty close to Bozeman. So I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people though that were Cat fans that came to came to a, a few games this year, and that would always root me on. I mean, they weren't anti. Sure. They're more cheered for me than you know than that. So that was kind of cool to see and. I mean, the town, Townsend was was super cool too with the support that they threw out t- towards me and and were always behind me. It's uh, it's so funny. I don't, you guys are probably a little too young to remember, but there was uh, Kaz and Cruz Seawing. They were twins that played for the Cats, but they were from Seiko, which is like you know oh, yeah. population yeah. ninety or whatever. And they told that same story, like man, Seiko was a Grizz town, and then it was you know then it became a Cat town because you know you only had to swing ninety people to the other side, yeah. and, and there's probably you know there's. I don't know if there's ever been, and I don't know if there ever will be again. I mean, those guys had to drive to Malta to even, you know, to get to get on an 11 man field. So it is funny the way uh, that it all works out. Uh, Last couple things for you guys, Uh, Jace. What do you think of the prospects of this team now, and what do you think it's going to be like for you to watch? Because I I guess first of all, are you you sticking around Missoula? What are you up to? No, I'm moving back to Towns and actually this Friday. At least just got up. Oh wow, okay. So I'm going to go back there. What, got, what, what are you going to be doing? Uh, I just got a job for a claims crop adjuster for an insurance oh, cool. company. So, nice. So I'll be doing that. But, Sweet. Yeah, but I'm moving back. I'm excited to watch these guys. It'll definitely be weird. I mean, sitting in the stands and watching from afar. But I'm excited to watch them go, and they're, they're going to have a great year. It should be very fun. And, Marcus, similar question for you. You might, you're probably chopping at the bit to, to get this thing going. But uh, – what are the immediate goals for you and your teammates through this summer and into fall camp as you lead up to this 2022 season? Just get better as a team every day. Get be- bigger, faster, and stronger. Come together at practices. Just, I mean, that's what it takes every year with every team. So that's really just you take take it day by day and just keep getting better. How about this for you people out there? A little surprise Grizz football here on our ESPN roundtable. This is great, guys. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Get your car wash at Dazzler's. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. ESPN roundtable presented in part today by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula, our next-door neighbor here in Missoula Broadcasting Company. Also presented, as always, by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls has 30 big-screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Great place to hang out for friends and family. Go check out Paradise Falls, the south side of Missoula, 3621 Brook Street. Paradise Falls, Missoula is coolest hotspot. More after this. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. She's always buzzing just like And I love having Andrew on the other side of the glass, but there's just sometimes I wish Tommy was back there only so I could just continue my constant harassment of him. The Beatles suck. John Mayer rocks. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. <laughs> Till us now, ESPN Radio. My mother keeps encouraging me. I can't say that things suck. I just don't prefer the Beatles. I do like me some John Mayer. Hopefully you're rocking out no matter where you're at in the world. Thanks so much for listening to us here on your radio dial. 
Well, happy now for the continuation of our Senior Spotlight Series. It's presented by McElmurray Holmes of Missoula. And we're joined now by Billing Skyview Senior, Brooke Berry. This series, we highlight some of the best senior male and female athletes as they are now fastly approaching, and some of these actually even after graduation. Brooke, thanks so much for being here. Congratulations on a senior year. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? <laughs> Very good. Let's uh, let's start with the here and now. Uh, last couple weeks of high school winding down for you. You're about to graduate from Belling Skyview. So, what have you thought of the experience? How are you feeling right now? Do you got any senioritis, or what do you think of your high school career wrapping up here? Uh, yeah, I graduated this past Sunday, and I'm just happy to be done. I'm ready to move on to the next chapter and play college hoops. Well, that is sort of the entry point of this. You're a phenomenal basketball player. You led Billing Skyview to the first ever state championship in the school's history this past winter in girls basketball. So let's start at the beginning because I know this has been a massive rebuild. When you were a freshman and uh, your whole class first came in, Billing Skyview was sort of an afterthought. Not very many wins on the board and, and sort of a struggle as a program, but you kept building, you kept building, and then you bra- broke all the way through. So take us back to the beginning, though. I mean, what was it like when you guys were first sort of trying to, to make waves at the AA level and, and sort of trying to build this program? Yeah, so um, freshman year, we were 1-19. Uh, basically, if you saw you were playing Skyview, you knew you were going to win, which uh, was really, really hard on my side. But uh, just kept playing, uh, trying to do the best for Skyview, but we just didn't really have the talent or the coaching staff to get us to where we wanted to go. So then the next year came around and we got a new coach, Brent Montague, and then um, he told us that we were going to make it to you guys are going to make it to state for the first time in 19 years. And then we ended up playing senior, um, and we beat them by six, I think, in an overtime game to go to state for the first time in 19 years, which was a really big deal at our school. And then um, the next year, we ended up making it to the third and fourth place game at state, and um, we lost, so we actually took fourth. And then my senior year, we all knew that it was the year that it was our last chance to do what we had all dreamt about. So we just really worked hard in practice that year or this year. And then um, we kind of started out rough. We lost our uh, first two, or not first two games. So we lost to Hellgate by six. And then we lost to West High on a buzzer beater. But that just made us more mad. And so... Um, then we kind of went on a roll after that, and the rest is history, and my state camp. Well, what was kind of the mindset that kept you guys going? Because, you know, sometimes in sports, the best thing that can ever happen to you is, is having those struggles if you take it the right way. But how are you able to stay motivated and, and continue to break down the barriers like you guys did over these last four years? Well, I mean, since we were really not a threat to anyone my freshman year, uh, like, we weren't really scared of losing because we already knew how that felt. So we just went out every single game and played as hard as we could. And if at the end it wasn't a win, that was okay. We just wanted to know that we at least competed like we had it um, in the previous years of the program. But, um, yeah, I guess we played every game with a tip on our shoulder because being from Skyview and being from the Heights, you just always kind of have to go fight for what you want. Brooke Berry joining us here on Nuanas Now. 
ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television, or maybe you got the new ESPN Montana app. No matter how you're tuning in, thanks for being here. It's our senior spotlight, highlighting some of the best high school boys and girls athletes from across the state of Montana. Brooke, a state champion at Billing Skyview this past year, as well as now heading to the University of New Mexico to play college basketball. But this last state tournament, Brooke, I mean, I'm sure you guys had the goal in mind, but when you finally got it done and, and you were sitting there celebrating, cutting down the nets, all that great stuff, what was that moment like? What did that feel like for you and your teammates? Oh, it was the most amazing feeling ever. It's just everything that we worked so hard to build in the three years um, of the program uh, had just all come full circle. And so when that final buzzer went off, I all of my teammates had tears in their eyes, and it was just so amazing to do it with um, the coaching staff and my teammates at Skyview because we all worked so hard for that. And you mentioned Coach Montague taking the reins as well. How would you just describe the, the sort of style that he plays and then sort of the culture he wanted to build there at Billings, have you? Um, he's very competitive and he's very uh, organized. So all of us being kind of immature because my uh, sophomore year, he caught all of the seniors and kept only underclassmen because he was um, set on building a year for my senior year so we just built the program up and um he told he told us from the beginning no one believes in you but i do and i'm going to make you guys the best team that this school has ever seen and that's exactly what he did and it showed when we hung up that banner in skyview well it's so cool such a great accomplishment skyview one of the newest double a high schools in the state it's been around now since the mid-1980s and i know we haven't had a couple additions to the double a ranks but very cool to do the first championship in in school history brooke berry joining us here on nuanas now on espn radio part of our senior spotlight let's talk about then what's next brooke i know that you are headed to the university of new mexico as we record this today on uh, on a Wednesday. You're actually taking off tomorrow, so it's closing in right here, right now. Take us through the beginning part of it. When did New Mexico first land on your radar? Because Montana's produced a ton of great high school girls basketball players, but this is sort of unique. I, I've never known anybody that has gotten recruited to that part of the country, so how did New Mexico first kind of land on your radar? Yeah, so I actually played AAU basketball with the Northwest Blazers, uh, stationed out of Idaho, and um, Basically, we would just go to these tournaments and play in front of hundreds of Division One college schools and coaches. And um, after a certain date, you're allowed to talk to these coaches on the phone. And after the first game that I played in front of them, they started contacting me and they said they offered me. And then um, I kind of narrowed my options down to five schools. And then um, actually on the first day of senior year, I just decided that um, the only place I saw myself was University of New Mexico. And I'm so excited with my decision and I'm so excited to head down there tomorrow. (laughs) There's been a lot of gals that have gone all over the country from Montana. Is there any particular that you looked up to growing up? Who are some of your favorite players growing up that maybe you idolized? Yeah, definitely Sophie Stiles. And um, I know that the Tinkles have done some really special things here in Montana, too. So I just always knew that I wanted to be a Division One basketball player. And uh, looking up to those athletes throughout my life has um, really pushed me to accomplish that dream, too. 
Well, so interesting because I actually, I think I read an article, one of the Billings media outlets had an article about you and you were mentioned that you, you really like fashion and that's funny because here in Missoula, you know, I've gotten to know Sophia Styles a little bit and, you know, especially the year that she was hurt and she had to sit out, she kind of made it into a positive. She said, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to have a new outfit and kind of a new design every single game. And then she kind of had fun with it, even though she was coming back from a knee injury. So uh, obviously she was a great basketball player, a uh, multiple time Gatorade player of the year and a great player for the Lady Grizz, but maybe you kind of relate to her on that element as well. Yeah. I do really like fashion. <laughs> Even though on the court I'm kind of a tomboy, once I get off of the court and get that jersey off, I'm kind of a girly girl. <laughs> cool. You got to love it. Well, you mentioned that you had uh, interest from all over the place. So um, I, I noticed that uh, maybe you had some interest from Rutgers back there on the East Coast. Who else was uh, sort of on the radar and, and giving you interest in the recruiting game? Um, I narrowed it down to my top five, so I narrowed it down to um, College of Charleston down in South Carolina, uh, Rutgers, New Jersey, Rice in Houston, Texas, uh, University of New Mexico, and then um, Fresno State in California. New Mexico is a distinctly unique place, and uh, the, the school also has great basketball tradition, but what are sort of the things that set New Mexico apart for you, both basketball-wise, academic-wise, and location-wise? Uh, their basketball program is amazing. Uh, they have the most fans. Their fan base is incredible. They get about, I think, 5,000 or 6,000 people per game. And in uh, the women's game, we don't really see that a lot. So um, that was a big deal for me. Also, when I took my visit there and I was walking down the ramp to go visit the pit, I was like, I can't believe that I have the opportunity to play on this huge court in front of five or six thousand people so um also it's kind of closer than some of my other options and um i wanted to be closer to my family because they've always supported me in basketball and they just love to watch me play and um with the, all the cards just started aligning so it was an easy decision really your family, what do they think of you uh, going across the country? I'm sure they're very proud of you. And like you said, New Mexico's not too far away. They can probably get down there pretty easy. But uh, what's your folks think of you going to the Southwest? Obviously, they're just really excited for me because they know that this is such a dream come true for me. I mean, started playing basketball when I was a little girl and I always said I was going to be a Division One basketball player. <laughs> and I was going to do whatever. or I was going to do something that no one else has done. And so I didn't want to go to the Cats or the Grizz because um, even though my dad did go to the Cats, he wasn't very excited that I didn't pick there. But, um, yeah, they're very excited for me. They know it's a great opportunity, and I know that they'll be in the background cheering me on, as always. Brooke Berry joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Our senior spotlight, she is a senior at Billings Skyview High School. Just graduated, actually, this last weekend. So congratulations to her and all of the other graduates around the state. Brooke is headed to University of New Mexico to play hoops later on this week, actually. She'll be making the move down there. How about from a school perspective? Do you have any idea what you're expecting from campus life or maybe what you want to study? What has you excited about the non-basketball parts of this thing, Brooke? Yeah, so I'm actually going into sports broadcasting. Um, Growing up in high school sports, being interviewed all the time, I just always knew I wanted to be the person on the other side of the camera. So I'm really excited to get started on that because Albuquerque has some great opportunities down there. Um, Netflix is actually stationed down there, and so I was thinking about getting an internship down there if I could. Um, 
but yeah, they have a really good program for sports broadcasting and they have some great opportunities with all the sports that they have down there. So I'm really excited about that. Well, that's great. We love having future broadcasters on the show here because obviously that's what we do too. So keep my number, baby. Uh, in the future, we'll have some sort of internship for you or something down the road. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. What else has you excited about this move then? Anything else you'd like to add just about your, your upcoming life transition? I mean, I'm just excited to train and work and do everything that a Division One athlete does. Uh, hoops has always been a big part of my life, but it's going to be my entire life for the next four years. But it's so worth it because I love this sport and I'm just excited to pursue my dreams. What are your goals between now and, and the upcoming season? Obviously, you know, work hard, you're ready to play. Do you have any specific goals entering your, your freshman year, your first year of college hoops? Uh, not really. Just go down there and try and prove my spot. Uh, try and say that I feel like from being from Montana, I might be overlooked just by some of the other girls and maybe even some of the other people. So I'm just going to go down there and hold my ground and just compete every single opportunity I get down there. Very cool. A lot to be proud of. Brooke Berry, Billing Scav, you joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our senior spotlight. And Brooke, we'll get you out of here on this then. Every athlete's dream come true is to, to make it to the Division One level. You, now you've done it. So what are the factors that you think went into it? What are you most proud of? And, and what does this mean to you to now officially be going to play Division One basketball down in New Mexico? I mean, it's amazing. Uh, the day I committed, I actually started crying with my family just because it's something that you work for your whole life and then once it finally happens it's just like it's such a weight off your shoulders and you just feel proud of yourself for accomplishing something that you've had set for so long and um many hours of hoops have gone into it i mean the amount and money honestly uh traveling all over the country for aau the shoes the gear everything so now to have the weight off of not having to pay for college at all is just amazing. <laughs> and I'm sure my parents like that part, too. <laughs> well, so cool. We love doing this. We love highlighting all the great seniors. And this is a unique story because it is rare when we get a, a young person that's going to a place that not a lot of people from Montana get recruited to. Brooke Barry on her way to New Mexico later on this week. Brooke, congratulations on all your success. Thank you so much for the great interview today and best of luck with everything in your future. We will certainly keep tabs on you, both on the basketball world and in the journalism world. But if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out. And thanks so much for being with us here on ESPN Radio. Thank you so much for having me. What's going on the rest of the week? We'll get you set up. Keep it right here at ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the
the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Great show. Tons of interviews today. If you missed any of them, you can find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Welcome back, ESPN Radio. Riley Bergeson, Billings West Senior, head of the Naval Academy. Brooke Berry, Billings Scabview Senior, heading to New Mexico for basketball. Riley, on the, by the way, going for hoops. Or excuse me, going for football. Brooke going for hoops at New Mexico. Our two senior spotlight subjects today. We also had Tyler Hobbs, the now former head coach of Missoula Big Sky Girls Basketball and the new head coach of Missoula Central Girls Basketball. And... A surprise but very welcome appearance. Chase Lewis, Marcus Wellnell. You can find it all on the podcast. We'll see you tomorrow from Helena, Odessa Zents, Riley Corcoran, Levi Taylor, Camilla Zoo, and more. We'll see you then. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. To get it back. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear... How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.